but then we remember the voice of truth, God's promises on my life, God's promises on your life, that I'm a child of God, a son of the king, the king of the world, who will forever reign. I was created in love, by love, and for love. He has an amazing plan for my life. Those voices of truth would say, I'm here for a reason. I might not be enough, but I'm more than conquerors through him that loved me. Welcome to the Inspire Podcast. I am your host, Douglas Boyd, and we want to encourage you to keep reaching higher and go further in your walk with Jesus Christ, and above all, to never, ever give up, but to keep moving forward in Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Inspire Podcast. We are so glad and so blessed that you are here with us today. Thank you so much. All right. Welcome to the Inspire Podcast. My name is Douglas Boyd, and we are so glad you're with us. And if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please consider subscribing. Become a full-time part of our podcast family and We would ask that you would take it a step further than that and invite your family and your friends to become part of our podcast family. This is an outreach of Crossway Family Church in Bowie, Texas. Please go to our Facebook page and click like. Why do we do this podcast? We do this to be a blessing to you, to encourage you, to lift you up in the Lord Jesus Christ, to encourage you to just keep trucking, to keep moving forward in our Lord and Savior. All right. So glad you're here with us today. Today, I want to talk about something very important. How many know, how many realize that, and we live in a chaotic world right now. We live in a wicked world. We live, everyone is mad at each other. You see violence all over the place. The Republicans hate the Democrats. The Democrats hate the Republicans. Everybody's mad. Um, The atheists hate the Christians. The Christians don't like the atheists. And there's all this negative energy, negative junk going on all around us. And if we are not careful, we will get sucked into that. We'll get drug into that. And we don't need to go there. The great TF10, he said, Keep the main thing the main thing, and that main thing is the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, because of all this chaos all around us, I want to talk to you about a lifestyle of worship. A lifestyle of worship. Living in the world that we live in, it's very easy to get distracted, and we need to stay away from that. And one of the things that helps us stay on course is living a lifestyle of worship. 
It's not just a Sunday thing, my friends. It is a lifestyle. Let's go to the Holy Scriptures today. John chapter 4. We're going to read verses 21 through 24. This is Jesus speaking to the woman at the well, the woman with a troubled past, much like all of us. I'm one of those people also. She had a troubled past, but Jesus, people in her city saw a woman with a checkered past, but Jesus saw a sweet, beautiful spirit that would go and share the good news of the gospel. So, starts out, John chapter 4, verse 21, Jesus says, Woman, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is of the Jews. Yet a time is coming and now has come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is a spirit, and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. Let's talk today about having a lifestyle of praise and worship folks the lord wants to transform our lives and one way he does that is through our worship i'm not talking about just meeting together on sunday singing a couple of hymn songs i'm talking about a lifestyle let's pray right now ask the lord to open up your heart today to the word of god father we praise you we worship you we exalt you give us ears to hear your word today and a heart that will be good, fertile ground to receive your word. Change our lives today, Lord. Don't let us stay in the same place. Lord, I know that you love us too much to leave us where we are. Transform our lives through our worship. Lord, I praise you today. I worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Think about this. You know, the times that we are living in with the COVID, with riots, with the all of the other the junk that's out there you know jesus never said that life would be easy did he the first century church suffered through horrible and horrendous persecution and yet they were worshipers they were people of prayer they were people who were spirit filled with hearts of praise and let me tell you they lived through some horrendous times John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus said, In this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. John 15 and verse 18, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Am I painting a positive picture for you today? <laughs> no, not hardly, but this is reality, isn't it? The world we live in is a nasty place. The world we live in is full of tribulation and persecution and hateful attitudes and anger and all of these negative emotions. And I'm trying to show you that even if you have the Lord Jesus Christ in your life, even if you are spirit-filled, life is not going to always be easy. Now, here's the thing. We have two choices to make when life is tough we can either grumble and we complain and we can complain or we can be people of worship we can be worshipers in times of tribulation and times of trouble you need to do two things you need to pray 
and you need to worship. You've got to turn up the worship in your life. At our church, we have a saying, and that is, when our praises go up, his presence comes down. And it's so true. It is so true. When you're going through a literal hell on this earth, and then right in the middle of your storm, you stop and you lift up your hands and you worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, despite what you're going through, you are going to get the attention of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a huge, huge mistake that Christians make. Many Christians, when they are going through a trial, they think that God isn't with them or that God is punishing them. And it could just be the opposite. That the reason you're going through a trial is because God is actually trying to promote you. Think about that. Think about it. David might not have ever been king without a giant in front of him. Moses might not have ever been the deliverer of Israel and the lawgiver of Israel had he not had a dry desert experience away from everyone. Paul, instead of being destroyed by his many trials, and he went through one trial after the other, he only grew stronger in prayer and stronger in praise and worship as time went on. If you're going through a trial today, you might just be smack in the middle of where God wants you to be. Determine now, I'm going to be a worshiper no matter what. I have a question. Do people in your circle of influence, the people around you, do they see you as a worshiper or do they see you as a complainer? David. Let's look at David for a moment. There are over 10 chapters in the Bible dedicated to the father of our faith, Abraham. Jacob has over 11 chapters devoted to him. The awesome prophets Elijah and Elijah have 10 chapters. But amazingly, there are 66 chapters in the Bible devoted to David. There are over 1,200 references to him. 59 of those are found in the New Testament. When you think about Abraham, you think about faith and trials of faith. When you think about Moses, you tend to think about deliverance and the law. But when you think about David, the sweet singer of Israel, the psalmist of Israel, first thing that comes to my mind is praise and worship. Why was David so greatly favored by God? Why is David mentioned so often in the Bible? The answer is simple. David was a man after God's own heart, and he was a worshiper. What separated David from others is that he longed for God's sweet presence. He longed to know God in an intimate way, and as a result, the main facet of his life was praise and worship. 
There are two beautiful things about worship. Let me give those to you. Number one, worship draws us closer to God because it is something that is intimate between us and God. And number two, praise and worship is a spiritual weapon in your life. When you worship, you are transported into the very presence of God. And I believe right into the very throne room of God where grace and mercy are poured out in abundance. Now, here's the great debate. You wouldn't think there would be a debate in worship, but because of extremes in different areas, there is a debate. That debate is, what does God expect when it comes to our worship? Let's start with what God is not looking for in our worship. The Lord is not looking for a people that with every single tiny little problem that comes along, they blame God, they start talking negative at every turn, and they're full of doubt, and they're full of unbelief. Jesus said the Father is looking for those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. God is looking for a people who are steadfast in their love for God and their worship for him. Psalm 108 Verse 1 and verse 4 says, O God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. For your mercy is great above the heavens and your glory above all the earth, that your beloved may be delivered. Save with your right hand and hear me. When you come to church, do you walk in ready to worship or do you look like you've been sucking on rotten lemons? Think about how much the Lord has done for us. Our heart should only want to praise him. But with most churches, you get one of two extremes. Number one, the church is not spirit-filled and, and it's just dead. No one in the building is really spiritually free. There's no tears of repentance. There's no, uh, it's just the worship's dead. You sing a couple of old hymn songs, and I love the old hymnals. Not all of them, but I love a lot of them. They're beautiful songs, but we sing a couple of hymns and we have a sermon and we go home. It's, that's not really worship. But then, number two, you have the opposite extreme. You have many of these churches that are older Pentecostal and charismatic churches. It's the opposite. Instead of pure worship, you get a show of the flesh. People screaming, falling into the floor, running into walls. And the problem with that is people that are in the audience trying to worship, they get their eyes off of the Lord and they get their eyes onto what you're doing in the flesh. And so what does God want? What, what should, how should our worship be? God wants our spirit or our worship to be scriptural. God wants our worship to be scriptural. There's no excuse for a church to either be dead or so alive that you look like a crazy person. So let's look at a guide to scriptural worship. Number one, God wants our worship to be emotional. There's a big difference between being emotional and heartfelt praise and getting in the flesh and acting crazy. There's a huge difference. How do you tell the difference? When it's the beautiful emotion of the heart, it brings peace to anyone around you. It's pure joy and peace. When someone's in the flesh, putting on a show of the flesh, 
those around them are naturally tempted to put their focus on that person and watch what they're doing, and they'll be drawn away from Jesus. But true praise and worship always focuses on Jesus and not a show of the flesh. And then you get, you know, you turn back around to the dead side of it, dead worship. I've heard people say, well, I'm just not that kind of person. I'm not the emotional kind. Well, hit your thumb with a hammer and see how emotional you get. How emotional do you get when you go to one of your kids' baseball games or football games? And nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But we can shout at a football game or cheer for the Dallas Cowboys and nothing wrong with that, but then we can't go to church and worship the Lord in spirit and shout and praise and, and give it all of our heart and all of our mind and soul and strength. We can get excited for the Cowboys or the Texas Rangers, but we can't get emotional about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We can't get emotional about the one that shed his blood so we could be saved can't get emotional about the God of the universe that gave everything he could give for you and wants to fill you with his spirit that just doesn't make sense to me but Psalm 95 verse 1 and verse 32 says oh come let us sing to the Lord let us shout listen to this let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation let us come before his presence with thanksgiving notice that when we come into his presence, we should come singing, shouting joyfully with a heart of thanks. And this is not just a Sunday thing. This is an everyday thing. This is a lifestyle. Psalm 100, verse 4 and verse 5 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Notice again, come before him with a thankful heart and with praise. Come before him blessing his name. The Lord wants our worship to be emotional. Worship is simply pouring out your heart unto God with love and adoration. Saying things like, I love you, Lord. I praise your name. I give you honor and glory and praise. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your grace and your mercy. If we are truly born again, our worship will be emotional. So number two today, the Lord wants us to lift our hands when we worship. When you were a kid at school and you had the answer, what did you do? You lifted your hand. We have the answer. We know the answer. His name is Jesus Christ. First Timothy 2 and verse 8 says, I desire, therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath or without doubting. When you lift your hands during worship, you are telling God, I don't have the answers, but you do. I lift my hands to you. I submit to you. You sustain me. You give me life. You are my answer. Psalm 63 verse 4 says, Thus will I bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. Lamentations 3 and verse 41 says, Let us lift our hearts and hands to the God in heaven. So 
first, we should be emotional. And with being emotional, sometimes the Lord comes in and we just cry and the tears flow. Other times we shout with joy, but it should be with our hearts, with our emotion. And then number two, he said to praise him with lifted hands. Number three today, the Lord wants us to praise him with all of our hearts. Emotional, with hands lifted, and with all of our hearts and our worship. The Lord wants to give him wants us to give him everything, to give it all that we have. And why not? He's given us everything. He has saved us, even though we didn't deserve it. He has given us his spirit, even though we didn't deserve it. He's been good to us. I said he has been good to us. Psalm 149, verse 5 and verse 6 says, Sing to the Lord a new song, and his praise in the assembly of the saints. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hands. That's the word of God. This psalm destroys the notion that praise and worship should always be just done in private. He says here to praise the Lord in the assembly of the saints. When we gather together, we need to praise him. We need to exalt him. We need to lift him up at home. And when we are together, let us sing the high praises of God. When we are worshiping him, it should be with all of our hearts. Come on, wherever you're at right now, why don't you just clap your hands to the Lord and praise him for a second. Man, I'm, I, I love being a worshiper. It, if I wasn't a worshiper, I honestly, I, I don't know what I would do. I mean, I really don't know what I would do. I love to worship. Because God deserves it. He's worthy of our worship. Number four today, we should worship Him despite our situation. Praise and worship brings deliverance. Whatever situation is going on in your life right now, worship Him. We should always worship the Lord no matter how we feel, no matter what our circumstance are. Is your circumstance greater than God's grace? No, it's not. Is your problem greater than God's power? No, it is not. Is your situation greater than God's plan for your life? No, it is not. Praise God in the middle of your trial. Worship Him in the middle of the darkness. Praise the Lord in the middle of the hardship. Worship your way out of the storm instead of giving up. No matter what life brings, He is worthy of our praise. Psalm 116 and 17 says, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. Hebrews 13 and 15 says, Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, giving praise to his name. This type of worship should be in our private lives also, and it should be in our church services as well. If it's not, something is wrong. If someone attends a church that doesn't really allow you to worship, why would why do you want to go there? I want to be a worshiper. And I bet you want to be a worshiper. I want to praise 
and worship. I want it to dictate my life. I want to continually have a song on my lips and a praise in my heart for my sweet Savior, Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is worthy. Oh, he is worthy. He is worthy of all of our praise, of all of our worship. Do you want to be a worshiper? Man, I want to be a worshiper. I want to be a worshiper. I want praise and worship to just fill my heart up. Like I just said, well, God, continually have a song on my lips. Praise in my heart. That's what it's all about, folks. Jesus, I pray for every single person listening to this. Lord, I just ask, Lord, that you would touch their heart. Challenge them to be a worshiper. Challenge them to take their worship to another level. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you so much for being with us today. Blesses my heart that you're with us. If this podcast is a blessing to you, please subscribe to it. Invite your family and your friends to be part of our podcast family. Until next time, may God's greatest and best be yours. In the Lord Jesus Christ, God bless you today.